Welcome to the Let's Talk Data podcast series presented by SAP, where we explore game-changing technology and strategies with leading experts with the goal of maximizing the value of data across your organization. If you haven't done so already, please follow or subscribe to our podcast on your favorite channel to stay tuned in. Good morning, good morning. I welcome everyone to our SAP Let's Talk Data podcast. My name is Autumn Moss from our product and solution marketing team here at SAP, and I'll be your host for today. Let's kick this off by introducing our amazing guests. Joining us this morning is our very own Maria Villar, Head of Enterprise, Data Strategy and Transformation. She is a trusted advisor and data management expert and understands the crucial role data management plays around digital transformation. Also joining us is the data doc himself and president of Data Quality Solutions, Thomas Redman. Thomas helps companies and their leaders understand their most important issues and opportunities in the data space. Also, as a trusted advisor and innovator, he truly understands the fundamental importance of data, the principles of quality to data, and the fundamental properties of data in the organization. Thank you so much for joining us today, Maria and Tom. We are so glad to have you. So during our time today, we get to learn their insights around digital transformation. Recently, Tom published an important article titled The Data management, and trust issues that slow digital transformation. Wow, there's a lot there. Rather than trying to cover everything, let's dive into data. Tom, can you summarize? Yes, well, let me try. And thank you very much, uh, Autumn. And it's great to be working with both you and Maria. So first of all, I, I, I do want to say one thing. And, and from my perspective, too many people and companies underestimate how difficult digital transformation really is. You have to bring a lot to the table. There is a real temptation to focus on the the digital technology in the digital transformation. But in in reality, a lot of times what you're trying to do is, is you're trying to bring more and better data to a situation to either improve a customer interface, to you know, get them to see more about your stuff, to improve a business process or whatever. And so it is easy to ignore the data and those who do lessen their chances of success at, at digital transformation. To illustrate this, I, I, I wanna just start with a, a little vignette. Uh, the story is true, the details have been changed just a little bit. But uh, basically, the story involves somebody who is uh, working on a, on a household project in the, in the middle of COVID, and they need a can of a very specific color of blue paint, um, spray paint, to, to complete the project. And so they go online, and they look at the nearest home goods store, and it doesn't have it. So they go to the, the second one, the second closest home goods store. And according to the website, that can of blue paint is in stock. And they're in a rush. So what do they do? They hop in the car, they drive up there, and lo and behold, the paint isn't there. And so, you know, this idea of making it so that customers can find out if they've got your stuff, it is a big idea. It is a transformative idea. But when the data is wrong, an opportunity to satisfy a customer turns into a big, big negative. 
I don't think this person is ever going to forget that. And the most important part of the story is that virtually everyone I talk to, when I say, tell them that story, they go, oh yeah, let me tell you what happened to me. And it really illustrates an important point about, about data accuracy. You're gonna expose more data in digital transformation or anything for that matter, it better be pretty darn good. Maria, does that square with what you've seen? Oh my gosh, Tom. Uh, yeah, first of all, it, great to be back with you and having this discussion. And thank you, Autumn, for hosting this. Uh, I have several stories just like that, Tom, that happened to me at COVID and post-COVID. So completely relate to that story. So to me, digital transformation is one of those data intensive initiatives. I call it needing to have not just high quality, but uber high quality uh, data or, so that you can trust the information. And also you need it to automate those digital processes to improve the digital experience and, and even to provide some real-time insights. So without focusing on the data uh, and re-engineering the processes around data to ensure that you've got this high quality trusted data, you won't achieve that digital transformation goals that you want. And it will lead to frustration and slow adoption by your customers and your employees. So absolutely, given my role as, as always being that, that audience for the CDO, that conscience, I would say that digital transformation is one of those projects that you have to get the data right. And it's a great opportunity, by the way, to mobilize the organization to solve the data issues once and for all, because we all know that getting the data right, which has been the role of CDOs now for years, is a journey that is very difficult as well for the same reasons that you put in your paper, right? Vision, vision, urgency, courage, but it's not the CDO that doesn't have vision, urgency, and courage, but it's the rest of the enterprise jumping in and doing their part. So absolutely, the data side of digital transformation has to be right. I want to build on what you're saying, Maria. I, I think that um, most people deep in their minds, they know the data is not up to snuff. And, um, and, and yet, they, they, they can't bring it forward in their minds enough to attack it. And over the years, uh, we've used a simple technique. And in the Western world, we call it the Friday afternoon measurement. Other places, we call it the Thursday morning measurement. But it is the simplest, fastest way you know, to get a, a benchmark of how good the data is. And, um, and, and, and I just ask people to focus on the most important data they need to do a, a task. I mean, but the reason this is important is these are the tasks that we want to digitally transform. Many of these tasks could really, really do with some, some improvements, maybe some AI. But, but basically, so, so, so they lay out and they, they maybe the, the 20 or 25 most important data elements they, they need, and, and they just look at are those data elements correct? And they count things. And there's the, the method returns a score on a zero to 100 scale. Almost everyone thinks they score in the 90s, 
right? But scores in the 90s are pretty rare. Scores in the 50s and 60s and 70s are much more common. And so if you don't write first sort of baseline where you are, right, it, it's easy to think, well, if we're at 95, we'll get to 99 with the technology. But if you're at the 50s, there's no way that you're going to be able to, to make that leap. And so a real dose of let's benchmark where we are really, really early, even before you've started the transformation, when you're contemplating the transformation is absolutely essential. Yeah, I agree with that. Hey, you can't baseline, uh, you can't tell your story around improvement if you don't have a baseline and know where to start. I think the only thing that I would add to, to what you've said, Tom, is that the good thing about these transformation, digital transformation projects is it's usually about digitizing a process or a customer experience or um, going to the web or being cloud ready, but there's a scope. And instead of trying to do everything for all your data, it's really understanding, well, what do you really want to get done? And you said it in, with your example, which is you do what is the most important. Um, what are the the goals um, and the processes that you want to materially change with your digital transformation and then focus on the data for that. Because we all know because in the world of data, there's always going to be more data uh, than the people that you have to solve the problems and get that cleaned and uber ready, as I call it. So it's it, an important part of that step of baselining is really understanding what's the data that matters most to the goals that you're trying to accomplish and work on that and not on getting all your data perfectly clean. Yep. You know, it almost sounds, Marie, like, and I, and I think this is the case. I mean, we're really talking about a, a management 101 kind of thing. Absolutely. It, it always comes Definitely down to, to management. And it's not even just the CDO's role, right, or that that head of data. No. Because that that role, that, you know, that that job of identifying well, what processes matter most? What goals are we trying to achieve? Is best answered by the business teams, yeah, and the yeah. higher up you go, the better, right? So, getting them to step up because I mean, oftentimes I've seen and you've seen it too, Tom. Where yes, the company knows they have to do something with their data, but they say, "Oh, it's IT's job." Or it's that, you know, head of data job that that we just hired and somehow they're going to wave a magic wand and it's all these problems are going to get solved and I won't have to get too involved with that. But right. we we know the the opposite is true. The more it is a collaborative effort with the business teams, that data team, the IT team, everybody who has their hands in the data and getting them to all step up on that data that matters most to that process, that's the way you affect real change. And, and you've got to, you know, the business leaders and the, the management teams got to walk the talk. They, they can't abdicate that role if they want to be successful. I think that's right. There's no sense starting in a, a, in a digital transformation or any kind of transformation project for that matter, unless it is business led. Hey Maria, there's one other data problem I want to I want to just mention really quickly, and and I guess I call it technical debt, right? So, but basically, you know what what happens is is you know marketing uses its system and sales uses its system and operations and and finance and so forth, 
and and the systems kind of barely talk, right? And one of the things that you'd kind of like to see in a lot of transformations is is you'd like to see a lot of a lot of this, you know, sort of infrastructure thing going going on to sort of, you know, bang things into shape. You'd like to see that get smoothed and and made easier. And and uh, but sort of technical debt, I mean, that's a higher level problem as best I can tell. And and really, you know, it's going to require you're not going to get at that unless you have the top levels of the organization going after it. Do you concur on that? Yeah, I mean, technical debt, especially in digital transformation, because de- uh, digital transformation is about, again, I go back to automating business processes mm-hmm. and whether that's the, a very big business process or a medium sized process. There are multiple steps and sub processes underneath it. And what you find in most companies is that every business process had some sort of IT implementation, some sort of data implementation. And now you're trying to cobble all this end to end together so you can automate and streamline and improve the experience. And you you encounter all of this tremendous technical debt. And, And if you think about it from a data perspective, every new system is an opportunity for a data issue, right? You in 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 data standardization and data definitions in moving data from one system to another. And so yeah, technical debt is a big inhibitor to data quality. And one, as you said, that it does a, a digital transformation gives you the opportunity to solve some of this technical debt, but you got to have, again, the courage to do that um, and make it part of the plan and get everybody on board. And and usually when you do that, you're going to see tremendous, tremendous benefits, right? I mean, you are going to see streamlined processes and you are going to see more automation that you cannot do with lots of systems cobbled together. I know that you've stated uh, about, you know, a company needs to really understand where their baseline is. They need to know where to start. Um, I know when the topic of data comes up, a lot of companies want to know how they use their data to accelerate their digital transformation projects. And I think it's uh, the answer is pretty clear. It's going to take a little bit of time. I think a company needs to prove the value by illustrating what forward thinking looks like, um, whether it's anticipating their perfect audience or, you know, configuring an algorithm two steps ahead. You know, it's not something that can happen that day or the next day. It it's, it's it takes a little bit of time. Tom, my question to you is, when a company is visiting their data strategy, what are some of the key priorities that they should look at? Um, and then also, what should an organization focus on before the transformation project starts? Well, look, I I think we've we've pretty much covered this. The the first thing is is data is about opportunity. Um, it's easy to you know we talk a lot you know in terms of the cost of poor data quality and and you got all these problems and so forth, but but it's it's really about opportunity. It's really about opportunity to deliver more for your customers. It's about opportunity to deliver more for decision makers so that you know, people have better data so they can make better decisions. I mean, it almost seems trite to, to, to mention that. It's also about human empowerment. Um, if you look at the typical job somebody has, right, you know, they, 
they come in and they're and they're depending on data from upstream and it's it's kind of like they spend their morning correcting the data they got from upstream and their afternoon doing their job and man wouldn't it be empowering if if you could you know just do your job you didn't have to worry so much you about about the data from upstream and 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 so I, I I see the sort of you know within the company opportunities to improve everything and then and then in terms of competitive position I mean oh my goodness think about if you could just do these basic things well the advantage you'd have over your competition um, and and I personally I I I really if I had you know, one wish for senior leaders, it would, you know, not to see data as this, you know, as this quasi or Uber or whatever the right word is, <laughs> technical stuff buried in this, in the computers, but as an opportunity to drive their competitors crazy, right? To right. do things that, that, that they can't. Absolutely. And speaking of senior business leaders, Maria, um, what should a senior business leader who doesn't know much about technology do? So look, if you if you buy our argument that getting the data right is important to the success of a digital transformation, then what I would tell a senior business leader is first and foremost, make sure you have some sort of head of data role. And whether you call that a chief data officer or head of data, but someone who is going to lead that mantra, who's going to lead that strategy, who's going to organize um, accordingly and, and define the roles and responsibilities and the goals and everything else. And so it can't be a part-time job. It is a, an important job within the project. And also, in, and I find this a lot, is yeah, CD, CDOs are hired, but then they don't give them any budget and they don't give them any mm. resources. And they kind of hide the data task of a digital transformation within the IT work stream. And, and that to me is also incorrect, that what you need to be able to do is make that digital, that data transformation, uh, a valid set of activities and work items on par with the business work you have to do, the process work you have to do, and the technical work. And make sure that, that it has the visibility that you need to drive all the changes and, and to get that business leader accountability model and those decisions made. So my, my first advice is organize accordingly, hire the right person, staff them, and then walk the talk. Hold the organization accountable for the tasks that they have to do in the data world that your, your CDO is recommending that you do, and you'll be fine. I want to add one specific point to Maria's discussion, and, and that is, you know, a mistake that so many organizations make is they subordinate their data to their technology department. And and maybe their chief data officer reports into IT or or whatever it is. And, and there's a compelling logic that, you know, that led companies to do that. So, you know, the important data is in the computer, therefore it's the province of IT. But it seems to me, Maria, I don't know, it seems to me we've kind of known better uh, on this and for about a generation and, and maybe a third of the companies, you know, recognize that the data and their technology are different sorts of assets and need to be managed differently, just like people and capital are different sorts of assets and, and need to be managed differently. 
but not all of them. And too many of them, you know, kind of set their CDOs up as, as little tech departments as opposed to, right, things that are really driving cultural change. That certainly has been true in in the past, Tom. I am encouraged when I do see that, first of all, there are more and more of these roles in organizations, you know, around the world and in every industry. And that role is becoming much more transformational and and less just defensive and governance. It, It really is about creating value creating better customer experiences. Some of them have analytics and some of them have AI. So the role is definitely changing, but the those companies that, that do it best uh, really elevate the role and listen to the role and, and then staff them accordingly. Right, I agree with you. We are on a good path there, but a mighty slow one. <laughs> yes. So Tom, why don't we think about what happens next after a digital transformation, right? Let's sort of start to summarize that for our audience. What, what's your view of what happens? What's the next important thing after digital transformation? I, I'm really yeah, I'm glad you, you raised that, Maria. The way I'm thinking about this is maybe it's not even after digital transformation, but and it's an accelerant of digital transformation, and it, maybe it's an accelerant and anything we want to do in in the data business. But it appears to me that people, uh, regular people, I use the term regular people to mean those who don't have data in their title. But regular people touch data every day. Um, They're both customers of data created by others. They're creators of of data used, uh, they're used by others. They use data to make decisions. Right, they may make make process improvements uh, using their data, and we haven't spent enough time really thinking about their roles and responsibilities, how we engage them, how we set them up to succeed, and and so my hope for next is a is a topic I just call people and data, um, and at its best. Uh, data are transformative for individuals, right? Data empower people. And, and you know, in some cases, that may be too much for companies to think about. Uh, um, some of the enlightened ones will, though. But, but getting everyone involved, every data project should start with who's this going to touch, who do we need to involve, and every data program should say, how are we going to get everybody in this entire organization involved? What do we want them to do? How are we going to get them to understand that? How are we going to make it easy for them to to do so? And that's what I'm hoping. I mean, that's what we're pushing. Uh, and and maybe we'll succeed. Maybe we won't. What, what do you think is coming? What you've said is what I call the classics, right? The classics never go away um, mm-hmm. in, in the in the new world of digital transformation. So data quality, the people accountability, the, you know, empowerment, the engagement, that those are the classics that we have to keep working on and making it easier to do the role of data management. And that's one of the opportunities that I like about digitization and the digital transformation is that there are many tasks around data that, that are frankly are cumbersome. It could be a little boring. And the more that we can use technology 
to make the job easier to do, whether that's with machine learning, whether that's with predictive analytics or automation, that kind of frees up the employees from really focusing on how to use the data to make their life better and their work better. So, so I, my hope is that we, we focus some of these new technologies on the very task of managing data because it, it is pretty onerous sometimes to do that data work. And that's another inhibitor for why we, we can't engage. So that's my hope. My hope is that we get to that next level of looking at data management and making that as simple as possible with all this great new technology. But you know, the other thing that's important, Tom, that we have to, and, and some of the promise that I like of Web 3.0, and I don't wanna to get too technical here, but but I do think we, when you get more and more people involved, that's when the trust issue becomes really important. And we do need to con- have to continue to work on privacy and, and the ownership of, of data. People want to own their own data about themselves in the, you know, in the in the world of the future. And we've got to work on that as well. Yeah. I think there's a really good point in there, Marie. It it almost seems to me like like so far data work has been incremental, right? You know, one little step at a time, one little step at a time. But the pace of opportunity is increasing exponentially, right? And and it's it's almost like, you know, our incremental linear improvements have not kept up. Yeah, absolutely. So I do have one more question when it comes to data and strategy. Tom, how often should a company revisit their data strategy? Look, I I, I think our good strategies are pretty darn organic. I think the more fundamental issue is is developing a good one. And and too often data strategies are somehow, you know, off on the side and and you know and they're and they're more of a plan for data rather than a business plan for data and and so i you know i'd much rather see some careful work to integrate data strategy into into business strategy and and work through stratagem by stratagem and say okay how can data accelerate this business strategy and then the other thing is is well what can we do with our data that we we haven't yet figured out how to put into a strategy and and i'd much rather see you know that work kind of going along with the pace of the business strategy you know than than i would you know see it off on the side and 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 done any other way marie i think i saw a master class you did once and i think you probably agree with that yeah yeah, thanks for the plug, Tom. Yes, I do mm-hmm. have a master class on YouTube uh, available on developing a business outcome data strategy. And and you've hit on the key points. One is that the data strategy has to be tied to the business strategy. So as often as the business strategy changes, the data strategy has to be revisited along with it. And the second point that you made that that I completely agree with is that a data strategy is a living document. You don't need to have a data strategy be a 200-page document. It, it does not have to be that many pages. It, it can be these. These are the high-level framework. This is a high-level end state uh, key capabilities. But it's something that's your guiding post and something that helps you to prioritize your projects. So that's what's really important about a data strategy, whether it's at 
an enterprise level or just at an initiative level, right, for a digital transformation. You need to know where you want to go, capabilities, and then how to get there beyond just the technology to keep it um, sustainable. Yeah. You know, as you were saying that, it reminded me of one other thing, and that is, is it has to really a a big dose of realism has to has to go in there. So like, you know, a stratagem that you cannot pull off organizationally is a bad stratagem. Right. And yeah. most companies are pretty darn immature in their ability to, you know, get high quality data and use it. And so, so you can't expect miracles in this. You, you know, you look at a strategy and, 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 and say, okay, this is what we want to do. Do we have the organizational capabilities to pull it off? And it's almost like there has to be this, you know, thing in the subtext that in order to be successful here, we need to do the following organizational things. Yeah, it has to be executable. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just a, a paper document. Just platitudes, right? Yep. yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you both. I'd like to thank everyone for joining our SAP Let's Talk Data podcast, discussing data management and digital transformation. I encourage everyone to look at the added resources available in the description. Also, don't forget to check out Maria's masterclass on YouTube. And also, please subscribe to the series to stay tuned for new episodes and get caught up on the ones you may have missed. Tom, Maria, thank you again. I'm grateful for your time. Yeah, thank you again, everyone. Be well. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Check out the show notes for additional links to information. And please subscribe or follow to join us on the next episode of Let's Talk Data presented by SAP.